Nice baggy senses tell me this is gonna get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigoji and Sopolis. I have a dream. Honey, cut. Bartler. Eh. The fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man! You ain't got. Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew Stoke were that good. Hello everyone and welcome to the OnlyFans Football Podcast, episode 11. I think it's 11, Adam, is it? Yeah. The Erling Haaland. I think we call it the Alfie Haaland. The Alfie Haaland? Yeah, and do you know what we'll do? We'll put um, guest interview in the, in the thumbnail and people think we're interviewing <laughs> Haaland. <star. laughs> no, I, I don't mind. Uh, episode 11, Kieran, the Erling Haaland. Mm. Or Alfie. Alf. 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 Yeah, Alf. Alf Alfa. Alpha Alpha. What was that in there? Little Rascals? Mm. Good film. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's not a cinematic masterstroke. Like, it's decent film. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just going to come out and like bring out some Hans Zimmer shit and be like, no compared to, um, what's that film? Interstellar. No yeah. <laughs> compared to Dion. You know what I mean? But um, yes. No, that isn't. I mean, Carol, we're a minute and 20 seconds into the show already. And we're just talking about the Little Rascals compared with Dion. Yeah, it's not a problem. Yeah, it is. All right, then. Move into it, then. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. What a weekend of Barclays, Kieran. Oh, my God. And what a weekend in general. Yeah, it was a great weekend. Yeah. Um, the week, the first week of October, Adam. Are you feeling autumnal? No, nah, not really. No? Mm. You're not ready for... Uh... I don't really like this time of year. No? No, I, I'm not a fan of Halloween. Is it the... To be honest, I, I, as soon as November 4th hits, month before my birthday, Christmas is on the horizon. That That's when... That's my time of year now. Cold points in a warm pub. Good company. I like I like winter, but... I as opposed know. to warm points, you mean? No, you can get a warm point again. It's on a hot what, day. What about warm point in the cold I pub? Wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a fan of a warm point, Karen. In a cold pub? No. All right. Not for me. Um, but yeah, I'm not a fan of this time of year. To answer your question, <laughs> after being a contrary wanker, yes, no, I'm not. <laughs> you have to spit lollipop all over me for fuck's sake. Anyways, how was your week, Adam? Kieran, I'm so tired. <laughs> it was a long week of work, wasn't it? We um, worked at Andrea Bocelli. Shout out to our supervisor, Paul, who is a regular listener now, Kieran. He'll be delighted with this. But um, yeah, Andrea Bocelli, what a crowd. Uh, we were working on Prosecco Bar. I think I met the love of my life at that show. So if, if she's listening, please do get in contact. But I think she is listening. Apart from that, grand, grand week. I didn't really go out here on this weekend. I'm not for Sober October reasons. And we have a question about Sober October later on. We will discuss. Didn't really have a drink. I was doing the Shells match on Saturday against Cork, to which Shells won just about. Um, last minute goal from Megan Smith Lynch. Um, I lost my, sh- my shit as the goal went in with Sean. Um <laughs> It was a really good goal. It was a really, really good goal. Um, 
And yeah, that was that was quite a bit. I'm, I'm gonna I'm elongating this point because I want to talk about the title race in the WNL at the minute. It's really really hotting up. So at the minute, it's Wexford on fifty two points, Shells on fifty one, Paymount on forty nine, and Athlone on forty nine. With four games left, and they all have to play each other as well. Shells play Wexford on the last day of the season, so that could be a title decider. It's just it's quite exciting in the WNL at the minute. And then Sunday, I think like most people watched the destroying of Manchester United by um, Alfie Son early. Don't know if anyone's heard about him, but yeah. And then Monday last night we had I want to say the best league of Ireland game. This season, Shells 4, Pats 4, um, I was on commentary again, Kieran, you were in attendance. Yeah, um, unfortunately. What do you mean unfortunately? <laughs> you dickhead. <laughs> Great game of football. Um, and look, I don't know how long this kind of little pipe dream I'm having doing commentary is going to last, Like, but to say that I commentated on Shells destroying bows in the cup <laughs> and Shells and Pats 4 all um, in what was probably the game of the season. That's quality game football. Like I'm, I'm gonna be that that that'll live long in the memory in that kind of way. So um, yeah, pleasure as always. We're gonna we're gonna throw a clip in now of me um, screaming like a little girl. Somebody does control it. Gets it to J R Wilson. Into Shane Farrell now. Farrell can he get the ball in? He does. Oh, oh my word! Oh, oh, it goes all the way across. Have we got a favourite moment coming from the game? I think when the handball goal went in. Yeah, everyone went fucking mental. Had the that, was, that would have been four two at the time. Five two, I think. Would have been, and I think it was four two, and then because oh, okay. Shell scored after. And I was looking at the highlights earlier, and you can hear me on coffee call. There's no, there's no doubt about this one. There's no doubt about this one. Um, yeah, it was pandemonium when that went in. It was a clear handball as well. Dave was beside me, and Dave's like, "That's not a fucking handball. It's yeah. not a fucking handball." Right? He literally punched the ball in. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, it looked from our angle though that he headed it. In, to be fair, to yeah. People. Um, yeah, great, great out of football, I have to say. Um, we've no jersey of the week this week, Kieran, <laughs> because I forgot one and um, you refused to take part this week. So. Oh yeah, I refused, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On this week's episode, we're going to talk about the Premier League, of course, the return of the Barclays. We're going to do the usual around the world in 60 seconds. We have another edition of Get It Out and we're going to preview Liverpool and Arsenal. For our video edition of the podcast. By the way, I think that's going to be a cracking game. Yeah. Two teams. One is, is questioning Liverpool. Obviously not in form, but top quality team. Then you have Arsenal who are in top form. I think it's going to be cracking game football. So, Kieran, we'll move on to our first game of the weekend. Arsenal 3, <laughs> Spurs 1. Um, Saturday, half 12 kickoff. And what a way to get your Saturday going. Thomas Partey puts Arsenal 1-0 up um, uh, in the middle of the first half, I think it was. What goal? 20 minutes in. Yeah, great goal. 21 passes in the build-up, I believe. Um, Harry Kane makes it one all through a penalty. Um, Very composed. It was, but it was a penalty all day. Mm. Gabriel Jesus makes it 2-1. Then Lloris, absolute, I don't know what he's doing. Oh, shit. Romero <laughs> asleep as well. Um, Emerson Royale gets red carded but we'll talk about that in a second and obviously Grant Xhaka the return of the Jack 3-1 lovely finish <laughs> nice way to caption that thank you <laughs> um, I haven't even got that written down but um, yes yeah, so we'll, we'll go back to the first goal I suppose Spurs really uh, 
leave themselves open. I thought <laughs> this like, is typical Tottenham. It was like yeah. I thought their press was poor. That Arsenal just play out and look at not taking credit away from the goal. It was really finished by Partey, but um, yeah, I think I don't think Spurs be too happy with that one. But Arsenal be on the other hand be ecstatic. Yeah, I just think uh, <laughs> Spurs coming into these games against Arsenal, especially at the Emirates. Mm-hmm. There's something there. It's just voodoo or something. They can't. I think beat it's. Them I think it's the same. Arsenal going to Spurs' ground. Yeah. I, I just think the home team always wins these North London derbies. Like even London true. derbies. To an extent, yeah. Yeah. Um, Harry Kane gets the penalty. Um, it was a definite penalty as well. I think it was Gabriel on Richardson. Um, there's no complaints for that. He just took him down in the box, and I think he stood up and went. Oh, referee! And the referee's like, it depends. <laughs> yeah, no bother. He just could not say anything to him. He's like, yeah, I suppose you're right. Kane tucks it away to make it one all at the time. I thought Spurs were doing well after that. Like, and up to that goal, like, what they were trying to do essentially was to try and get their front three up against Arsenal's back three, like an unorthodox back three with Ben White, Gabriel and Saliba! They couldn't quite get as many chances as what they probably wanted. Comes out in the second half, and Gabriel Jesus gets the easiest goal he's ever going to score in his life. I have no idea what Lloris is doing. I have no idea what Romero's doing. It's so poor on so many levels. And look at Gabriel Jesus scores, and he does the iconic Henri knee slide. And I was a bit like, come on, man, you have to score a fucking from three yards. Really. Cut it out with Pick the ball up and bring it back to the centre circle. But I'm not going to be. He, he could have scored that any part of his body. Yeah, he could have yeah. just like, jumped on it in his arse or something and would have went in. But um, Emerson Royale gets sent off then for a tackle on, I think it was Martinelli, was it? Studs down his Achilles. It looked a sore one. Yeah. I don't know if it was a harsh red card or not. I thought it came at a pivotal moment in the game. Like mm. he, The game could go either way. And then obviously Shaka gets the, the finisher, mm. so to speak. In WWE terms. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a great finish, wasn't it? Um, Left foot. He, it was a nice little flick he got past the, I think it was Dyer probably, or Longley. That's a lovely finish. Like, Lloris isn't saving it. I don't think the best goalies in the world are saving it. And Yeah, Arsenal deservedly 3-1 in the end, but I do think the red card kind of killed the game to an extent. Typical Tottenham. Again, this is why I don't think they'll win the league or win a trophy. They still have these frailties. Losing easily to teams like this. But the rumour is now as well that Juventus want Conte back. <laughs> like and say he go back after Yeah, it. well he's a he's a Juventus legend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um And, and Max Allegri struggling. Yeah, and they want to get rid of him. But the thing that I, f- I find hilarious is the sports fans go, Now he's staying at sports. Like he signed up for sports, like, no, he's a fucking <laughs> Juventus legend. If Juventus come in for him, he's gone. That's like that's that. We'll go on to the three o'clockers, Kieran. Do you want to start with Chelsea? Chelsea, yeah. Um, this this was two one winners. Away to Crystal Palace was a lovely finish by Edouard to make it one 0 Yeah, I thought that Fafada was fairly poor for this goal. Now he gave the ball away, and then I think it's Zaha who swings it in, mm. swings it in for Edward, and the ball is played in behind, and mm. Edward finishes it, it was very well, for... very very well. And then this Thiago Silva incident happens. Very, very questionable. Mm. Um, I think he could have got sent off on a different day. Mm, I think he got away with one. Yeah, but it was very streetwise what he did. It was, um, to be fair. IU was going through, sticks a hand out. I think, punches it I away think from Thiago Silva does that now and he's getting sent off. Like, I think he knows he's going, I'll take one for the team here. I'm just mm. doing it. And, yeah, he gets lucky. 
And it was his, it was his assist, wasn't it? For? Yeah, that's the point Aubameyang. they were trying to make on match of the day as well. They mm. showed that afterwards. A great header down to Aubameyang, and Aubameyang swivels beautifully onto his right. Great yeah, finish, finish, instinctive, mm. um, and hopefully more to come from Aubameyang. Then the second half comes. Chelsea didn't play well at all. Not in control of the game. I think Potter Palace did well in the second half. Yeah, Potter's trying to play a more offensive brand of football though more forward passes and stuff and mm. he's sacrificing a bit of possession for that you can see that um, we're giving the ball away a lot more making the game more open mm. and I thought that showed in the second half Palace had a lot of chances and then obviously Gallagher comes on gets the winner what, what a goal that's yeah it was a great goal lovely finish um, and I think typical Conor Gallagher to be fair to an extent is play at Palace last season I, I think he deserves a start for Chelsea. From the start of the season, I, I would have thought that um, he'd probably get a look in now with, with Potter more so. But um, we move on, Kieran. We shall. To Liverpool 3, Brighton 3. The epitome of Barclays there. What a game. Nice six goals of a Saturday afternoon. Um, the last down for 60 quid, by the way. Good, I'm delighted for you. Gambling is bad. Last time Liverpool-Brighton happened with Brighton on top of Liverpool in the league. Was in 1981, Kieran, and that finished 3 all as well. Wow. There's a staff here. But um, just before the game kicks off, I'm looking at starting 11 going, why is Carvalho starting? I was surprised with his inclusion. Now, it came out that Jota wasn't fully fit, obviously from the international break, and that Nunes and Diaz came back, on th- I think, on Thursday night. So that's why they didn't feature from the start. But I'm kind of sitting, I'm sitting there going... I don't know if I'd start Carvalho. I think he's I think he's still very young to be starting in these games. He's a cracking player and I think if push comes to shove, throw him in. But I think against a team like Brighton, who you know are going to be set up well, who who you know coming into the game have gotten points at Old Trafford at Spurs' ground. What is Spurs' ground called? The London Stadium, is that what it is? Whitehair Lane. Is it White? Is it still called yeah. Whitehair Lane? And at the Emirates. That's what Brighton have done this season or this year in 2022. Sorry, looking at a very accomplished Brighton side and even before that, the back end of December last year, the game you were at, they fucking nicked the point off Chelsea. So, this is a Brighton side that likes going to these grounds and likes causing problems. And I thought Stan Carvalho was probably giving yourself a bit of a problem before the game's even kicked off. Leandro Trossard makes up 1 0. A lovely finish from him. Trent Alexander Arnold trips Carroll. And as Gary Neville talked about last night, I thought he spoke very well actually about Trent. About simple things in his game that if he can approve, he'll be the best in the world in his position. He just trips and it's down to his body position and stuff like that. It wasn't good enough. Um, the second goal from Trossard as well was a lovely finish. Great play by Welbeck. Gets it into Solly Marsh. And Trossard was making that running behind. He makes it 2-0. Very similar goal. Um, Allison gets a hand on it. But just couldn't keep it out. And he was immense on the day. He won man of the match, of course. Um, he made about four saves. Could have been, could have genuinely been 3 or 4 nils, Brian. At Anfield, which would have been bonkers. Firmino makes it 2 1 then. It was a solid assist. Uh, Mo Salah gets him behind the defence. Passes it to Firmino, has a little tap in to make it 2 1 before half time. And Liverpool, to be fair, came out in the second half in the ascendancy. They were much the better side. Um, Firmino made it 2 all. And for all the stick that Henderson gets, it was a lovely pass out by him to Thiago, who gets into Diaz. Diaz takes on the Brighton defender. Gives it to Firmino, and this was lovely by Firmino, wasn't it? A little jink inside, mm. puts it past Sanchez, 
Um, and he had a chance soon after as well to get a hat trick, and Sanchez just kept it out. He headed it. He's in good form this year. For me, it's been good. Yeah. For me, it's been very good. Bit of a, a renaissance from, but um, it was known goal by Webster to make a three two to Liverpool. Freak. It was, it was a bit of a weird one. I thought it was very poor from Sanchez. So I didn't quite know what Sanchez was doing. Um, and Webster puts into the back of the net, and then three all. Kieran, Leandro Trossard hat trick. We talked about Leandro Trossard on the podcast umpteen times about how handsome he is and he just gets a hat-trick at Anfield no bother to him beats us um, <laughs> by, by the way shout out to Jerry Cullen he'll like that one but, um, Trossard um, seven games five goals one assist against Liverpool it's yeah. great it's, it's a great stat mm-hmm. it was a, a Trent Alexander-Arnold free kick in the last minute here on. did you see this Sanchez what a save that's save of the season for me so far it was mm-hmm. going into the bottom corner um, Sanchez gets down very well to stop it going the only thing Trent did the whole game by the way um, it's clear for anyone with an ounce of sense to see that this Liverpool side are drained of confidence and they're just not performing at a level that they're used to and I think a lot of the players especially Van Dijk and Trent Alexander-Arnold they're a victim of their own standards because there's just simple things that they're doing wrong at the minute that I think Liverpool fans in general just took advantage of just you know, um, little things like positioning and clearances and stuff like that that Van Dijk excels at. He just hasn't been at it this season. I think him and Trent, in particular, because they set a ceiling so high, they've just have completely underperformed. And when the likes of Allison is man of a match in a trial game, I think it tells you all you need to know about how, how poor Liverpool have been. <coughs> but yeah, not not great for Liverpool at all, really. Um, Liverpool Rangers tonight. I'd probably expect Rangers to get something there, to be honest. Ben Davis is going to play. I don't think they will. I um, hope you slaughter them. We'll move on to Southampton 1, Everton 2. Um, Dwight McNeil. Fair play to him. It's his, I think it's his first goal in about three years. <laughs> Makes it 2-1 to Everton. It was a lovely finish to win it. But I think the real story here for Everton, and Frank Lampard in particular, is Tarkovsky and Cody Curran. At the back, absolutely immense Unbelievable. He, he's after reincarnating Sean Dyche. Yeah, but Kieran, <laughs> there's no problem with that at all. Like, the resilience of this Everton team is unbelievable. Seven goals conceded this season. Um, the best defensive record in the league. Like, didn't Chelsea win 1 0 against Everton early on the season? Was that a penalty? Yeah. Like, these are fine margins there's, in the game. There's like, six unbeaten. Like, this is this is what I'm saying. Like, Four draws, two, two wins. Um, I remember saying, I think it was after Liverpool beat. Um, Everton and Pickford was lying down and acting the bollocks in that game I remember saying yeah fuming at it because they're, they're doing that to wind us up but that's what Lampard needs to do and yeah well deserved I, I hope Hassan Hill the next out the door I well, think, I, I, I think well, they're, large, of course, they're in trouble they're in trouble they have City next as well they're on 8 points they're sitting just above the relegation zone mm. now with Leicester winning I think they're in trouble it was a tough one, but I'm really impressed by everything. Uh, and for anyone listening who constantly hears me bash everything or whatever, I'm putting my hands up here and everything have been excellent this season. I, I had them to go down and they've exceeded all expectations for me because they've been that good. Um, Fulham 1, Newcastle 4. Um, ever since, remember Jack Grealish slayed Amiron yeah. on the parade. Amiron has three goals and Grealish has one. And what a goal it was. Oh, Mickey, you were so fine. You were so fine. You're blowing my mind. Hey, what a player. Yeah, good. Very good from him. I think 
I think that goal is goal season. John Owen chipped over the top by Grammarish and he just follows it with his left foot beautifully. I, I think that's players. I really do look, goal think, think though players like Amaron excel better in better quality teams. Like he, He's been living with mediocrity for the last three years mm-hmm. and I do think there always has been a player in there mm-hmm. and it's just taken the takeover and a few better players, yeah. better manager to come in to get the best out of Amaron and they're seeing the best now. Yeah, he could have got a hat-trick as well, Carl. Yeah. Um... He didn't, unfortunately. San- he's the image of Santiago Nunes. So out of a goal. Oh, he's yeah. Goal. I think that's based on Miguel. Santiago. Do you see my goal again, Fuller? <laughs> uh, that's actual scene. <laughs> Nathaniel Shalomar, Kieran, got sent off for drop-kicking <laughs> Sean Longstaff. Uh, what's I, he I just heard uh, heavy metal music playing in the background as he went <laughs> in with his challenge. Um, <laughs> the game was over. At that point, I think it was 3 0 at half time. Just an absolute ankle breaker. I've no <laughs> idea what he's doing. Like. I've no idea what he's doing. Callum Wilson uh, robbed the goal from Willock as well <laughs> to make it 1 0. Do you remember David Nugent done it years ago for England where the ball was literally rolling? I think the foul chipped it over the keeper. The ball was literally rolling in and Nugent just comes up and smashes it in. And he goes off celebrating like it was his goal. Obviously, it technically was. But um, I'd say Willock's fuming like that because Willock headed towards goal and Wilson like got, I think he's like oh will I leave it will I leave it ah no I won't and just heads it in and you can see him going off celebrating and Willock's kind of looking at him going fuck it was why did you do that but um, yeah good win for Newcastle there doing very well but yeah we'll move on Kieran, to the Sunday game the big one we're not talking about Leeds and Aston Villa because that was a crime against football my god Jesse Marsh came out and started complaining he was like they were slowing the game down it was against football. Nothing to do with his player <laughs> kicking the ball away and getting sent off. It was all awesome with his fault. Man City 6, Man United 3, Erling Haaland, Phil Foden, two hat-tricks, Anthony got a screamer, Martial got two. Kieran, you said to me earlier that you watched the game about five times, so I'll let you lead with this one. What a game of football, Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't actually watch the full thing, but I watched highlights about five times and Haaland... Um, he was unbelievable in this game. Um, I, I actually think it's Foden who gets the first goal. Foden gets the first yeah, goal. Uh, put across goal, beautiful left footed finish. Yeah, Haaland gets the second from a, a corner, wasn't it? It was ha- De Bruyne with the corner from the left hand side. And, ha- and it was actually blocked off the line, wasn't it? Malassia. It looked like it was blocked off the line, and obviously it wasn't. And then the third goal. We're talking about Almiron's goal potentially being goal season. This is also up there because De Bruyne's running in that channel that he tends to just get into. And I'm not going to lie, <laughs> it's going to sound very harsh. If Man United had a centre-half who was taller than six foot, this goal probably wouldn't happen. <laughs> Martinez goes to head it and doesn't get anywhere near it. Um, falls to Haaland, but it was so, the cross was so narrow in towards Haaland he just whacks it away and then Foden makes it 4-0 and it was Haaland who got the assist that time as well which is nice to see him on the other end of things um, we were sitting there at half time me and Dave and Dave was like do you know what I'm throwing money on City to win 8-0 here and that never works out for him I don't know why he does it but you know he came out in the second half and you know he started playing the ball about a bit and I think the introduction introduction of Luke Shaw surprisingly was uh, good for United I think Malassi was being exposed a bit and Anthony scores an absolute screamer it was a lovely goal from Anthony from outside the box Ericsson with the assist 
But then Haaland just makes a 5-1, <laughs> like, eight minutes later. And we're all sitting there going, oh, what a freak he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, there's just no stopping him. Um, Phil Foden makes it 6-1 in the end. In the 73rd minute again. It was a lovely ball from Haaland again. Just three goals and t- just the three goals and two assists from And then Martial gets a, a scrappy header. Kieran from, a, I think, a second phase of a corner. To be fair, he did well to react. Yeah. Don't be trying to please, Philly. <laughs> fuck's sake and then Martial gets the penalty <laughs> to make it 6-3 I think City were a bit complacent towards the end just looking at Haaland's stats right this is this is coming from Sky Sports so shout out to them Erling Haaland's goal scoring this season at court rate if he plays every minute in the Premier League he's expected to hit 71 goals if he plays every minute in all competitions at current scoring rate, he's going to get 95 goals. And if he plays every minute in every competition, he's expected to get 102 goals in one season. That's more than most strikers would get in their career. Absolutely crazy. I know, no idea how he does it. It's, it's, he is alien. Like He was made in the lab. You know, like Roy Keane, he broke Alfie's leg. He probably would have been better off giving him a kick in the bollocks and get rid of Haaland. You know what I mean? Um, this fella is a monster. Um, and I, to be honest with you, I know I don't know how this is going to sound, especially coming from a Liverpool fan, but I'm enjoying every minute of it. I'm enjoying watching him in every game. His movement, his pace, his strength, his goals. His goals are fucking great as well. Like This is the thing that gets me. Erling Haaland is just so good to watch. And he makes it look so easy. And it's not easy. There was one point where Martinez took him out in City's half. And he gets back up like, like the Undertaker. And legs it. And yeah. you could see Martinez going, what the fuck's this fella doing? You know what I mean? So that, that was the kind of performance from Haaland. But yeah, we'll move on, Kieran. Our God of the Week, Kieran. God of the Week. It has to be. Who me. else? I'm giving it to Alfie. For giving birth to him. Well, he didn't, but you know what I mean? Well, it's 2022, you never know. You know? No, Alfie... Alfie Alfie Inga Haaland did not compare to Erling Haaland. He was in. He was involved in the making of him. I reckon he was made in the lab. I don't think he's related. <laughs> okay, I'm giving mine to Alfie now. <laughs> I'm going to give it to the man himself, Erling. Um, goal of the week. I'm giving it to Pat Sandaka. I know we didn't talk about Leicester and Forest oh, yeah, this what game. A, what a trash that was. What? What? What a? <laughs> what? What a goal from Pat Sandaka. Salmonamana. Eh, eh, Pats and Daka, eh, eh. Um, I'm Pats and Daka enthusiast as many on the podcast now I'm gonna, it's a lovely flick I'm going to give my goal of the week to Almiron's goal Santiago Nunes left foot left foot volley oh. great goal yeah I had shades of Kasami about I know it was for yeah really yeah yeah it was uh, similar and different all at one time it was from a similar position in the box but yeah actually the more I think about it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it did actually This fella Ronaldo is a cod. And our cod of the week this week is... Nathaniel Chalba. Mm. For his assault of uh, Longstaff in the Fulham game. Um, it was his first start of the season, Kieran. It was his first minutes played. And I wouldn't be surprised if it, his, if it was his last. Because he loses Fulham the game. It's neglect from him. It's, it's brainless. I don't know what he's doing. You know what I mean? It's terrible play. Fulham lose the game 4-1 in the end. Nathaniel Shalloway 
Yeah, and I have to say, um, is it Longstaff? Half, Longstaff, an, yeah. half an ankle now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not so long anymore. It's just staff. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran, we're going to move on now to Around the World in 60 Seconds. Queue up, Daft Punk. I have, it's my turn this week. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Don't ruin it. Are you going to get the clock up, Kieran? Yeah. Adam, your time starts now. Around the World in 60 Seconds in Brazil, Pedro scores a five minute hat trick for Flamengo. Against Bragantino, he now has 27 goals this season. Not the Pedro you were thinking of. Um, in France, incredible scenes at RC Lens as the French side are now 17 games unbeaten in league, oh, following a huge victory over Lyon. Also in this game, goalkeeper Anthony Lopez rocked a full home kick, a full outfield home kick, excuse me, as the original goalkeeper kick clashed with Lens. In Germany, Bayern Munich went 4 0 as. Lucas Herodeki gifts Thomas Muller with a goal. Crazy scenes there. In the US, Ove, shout out to Todd Bowley. Charlotte FC keep their playoff hopes alive with a Daniel Rios banging in four goals against the Philadelphia Union. And lastly, in Italy, shout out to Italy, the land of gods. Wins for Napoli, Milan, Juventus, but it was a win for Roma that caught the headlines as Jose Mourinho was sat outside the San Siro following a red card in the previous game against Atalanta. His Insta story was absolutely tremendous, Kieran. I don't know if you've seen it. I did see him in a nip. I mean, he wasn't in the nip. <laughs> but yeah, he was sat outside the van. He was sat in a van outside the San Siro celebrating. It was incredible scenes. This man does not fail. Right, hello everyone and welcome to the video edition of the OnlyFans football podcast Arsenal versus Liverpool preview. This coming Sunday, half 4pm kickoff. Adam, are you looking forward to this or no? Uh, I'm. I look forward to every Liverpool game. To be fair, um, I think it's going to be high scoring. I know we're going to get into predictions soon, but yeah, it's Liverpool Arsenal. They're always good games. Eleven points ahead of Liverpool going into this game, mm. so that's a great start for them. Mm. Obviously, Liverpool the game in hand. Liverpool struggling. Arsenal excelling so far mm. this season. Absolutely. Um, bit of a, a, a strange one. I think if you said that Arsenal would be eleven points ahead of Liverpool this yeah, season, I would have been. You'd have been laughed at. Yeah, you'd have been laughed at. I think. Um, now look, Arsenal have been exceptional so far this season, and um, yeah, I think Spurs was a real test for them. They came out three one on top there in a game that people would have thought. I thought Spurs were going to win. A lot of people would have thought the same. I think Liverpool is going to be a big test for them as well. And look, they have every chance of coming out with three points. It's no doubt about it. Yeah, and in terms of predictions for this game, what are we thinking? Predictions-wise, Kieran, I'm going to go score draw. I'm going to go Liverpool 2, Arsenal 2, purely because I think I think Liverpool's attackers are in form. They can get at Ben White and Gabriel. I think Diaz up against Ben White is going to be a big battle in this game. But I think Liverpool are vulnerable at the back at the minute as well, so... Arsenal, I can see them getting even two or three. They could definitely get a few goals there. So, yeah, I'm going to go with a, a two-all draw, which probably shows my pessimism to an extent because I can't see, I can't really see Liverpool coming out with a victory. But, yeah, I'm going to go with a score draw, two-all. Yeah, I think you're spot on. Um, I think the fact that these teams are so close as well, um, I looked at 
the odds for this game this morning, Paddy Power. Mm. It's a dead split. Mm. So it is close. It's going to be a yeah. close one. It all depends what Liverpool side turns up. I think if Jota starts, he might put a few past Arsenal. He loves playing against Aaron Ramsdale. Um, and yeah, look, if, if, if a, an informed Liverpool side or a confident Liverpool side turns up, which is, is, un, is unlikely at the minute, um, Liverpool gets up from the game, but I, th- I think Arsenal might have too much if if it goes the other way. And yeah, so we're both going for uh, Desmond two two. Desmond two two. <laughs> yeah, because I have two all as well written down here. Finally, our favourite Liverpool moments. Liverpool yeah. Arsenal moments. Sorry. So this is an interesting one because obviously we, as we do, we put it out on the Instagram, and nearly everyone said the four all Andre Arshavin draw. So Ian says he, he, he remembers watching the Arshavin game where he used to go to his, his auntie's house to watch the game and um, he was with his uncle who was a sports fan so obviously he wanted Liverpool to win and Ian went the other way and wanted Arsenal to win so that's why Ian was, was going against him for that and it's a fond memory Ian has with his, his, his auntie and uncle so that, that means a lot to him um, like Gary says Arshavin everyone says Arshavin game and I remember watching the Arshavin game myself in the pub across the road at the Bridge Tavern with my dad and Dave and this was this is one of my earliest this is 2009 I think it was one of my most significant earliest memories supporting Liverpool was this because we nearly won the league that season we beat United 4-1 in Old Trafford it was a great season for Liverpool and I remember the game because we were in the pub the three of us, the three of us watching the game on one of the big screens and there was a couple beside us and I know the fella really well now I didn't at the time but I know him from going to the pub and he was there with his wife and obviously we were there wearing Liverpool kids drinking like Ribena and he's there whacking the blading cores light out but he's gargled and whenever Liverpool scored me and Dave were going yay obviously because two kids but whenever Arsenal scored he would stand up and like scream in our face and be like come on <laughs> and me and Dave were like what the fuck is wrong with this fella and I think Arsenal were winning 4-2 in that game as well and I think it was Torres and Benny Young brought it back to 4 all and it's just such a fond memory for me. So yeah, I'd have to say that our Shavin game as well. And in recent times, we had the five on the League Cup. Origi with an overhead kick to send to the penalties, which Liverpool subsequently won. So yeah, it's been great memories for this fixture. Absolutely. There was also a three all in twenty seventeen. Oh yeah, I remember that game as well. Mm. Um, it was around Christmas time. Yeah, but I'd go for the four four as well. I think that's a classic. I was actually going that that three all game. I was going to see someone in the Roy venue. Liverpool wearing like an orange kit. It was, oh, it was a great game. Coutinho chipped over the keeper. Great game. Um, yeah, some great games with Arsenal and Liverpool in recent times. But yeah, we do really appreciate everyone joining in on our little preview and trip down memory lane, Kieran, for Arsenal and Liverpool. Right, Cran, the last segment of the show. Thankfully, says you, because I'm really tired. <laughs> Um, we haven't actually got a whole lot of questions this week, which I don't I don't really mind. Wow, people spoiling us. But um we got True. <laughs> the first question this week regard is in regard to Sober October, Kieran. What do you think of the whole concept of Sober October? Well you hear of things like dry January, sober October. I think it's a ploy to make people people feel better about themselves. Mm. I think the real key to solving your alcoholism is to just stop drinking and stop putting these things into their own little categories, their own little months. Mm-hmm. Just stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop drinking. There you go. I said it. I said the truth. 
So you do agree with Summer October if you're saying stop drinking? No, I don't agree with uh, I don't agree with these month monthly things like dry January and Summer October. Wait, do you know what? I, I'll be honest with you. Sober I, life. I think it's I think it's a good um Incentive? Yeah, I, yeah, before Christmas. Because Christmas is literally just is alcoholism in its own right. So I think I think the concept of Sober October is actually good because it, it makes you appreciate the drinking that you're that you're about to do. Okay. You know? So I actually don't mind Sober October and I do think I'm gonna partake this year. I haven't drank not on purpose so far, but um just out of happen sense or whatever, I just haven't drank yet. I do think I'll try and partake in it. I done dry January a couple of years ago and lasted twenty three days. And I was proud of myself. So if I can beat twenty three days I'll be happy, but like if we're going out to watch Milan and Juventus on Saturday, I'll be broken then. So well, this is so October will be null and void. You have the you're, you're punishing yourself almost because you have these social events coming up that you're looking forward to. And mm. um, you might be invited to a party or something, and you're like, oh, I can't go. I'm doing sober October. I won't be doing that. But um, yeah, I, I I just think it's punishment. So you you don't deserve to be honest. True. Um, Rory says. Um, thoughts on the waffle fries from Roosters and Talk Park? Sensational. Excep- 9.7. 9.7 out of 10. I would say it's the best scran in the league world. That wrap and waffle fries with, I think it's like spicy salt and a, a Roosters mayo, I believe. Piri Piri mayo is what they call it. Different gravy. Keeps me coming back. It does. You, you go for the football and stay for the food. You know what I mean? Um, absolutely sensational um, gear there. Ian says, as a student asked me today, Ian, of course, is a teacher, somehow, who would win in a bare-knuckle fight, Virgil van Dijk or Erling Haaland? I think van Dijk would absolutely batter. Mm. Do you know what? I think... Do you know Do you know the boys, right? Do you know the, the Amazon series? This is Amazon, isn't it? The yeah. boys. Great series. A bit fucked up, but definitely do check it out. Do you know the way when one of the soups get like shot or anything, they just like... Reform their ground, nothing's already wrong them. Um, I think if, if Haaland got a box, he'd just be grand. He'd take it, yeah. I think he'd not, not in the fact that he's supernatural or anything, but I just think he could take a box. Um, not that Van Dyke couldn't. And you know what? I, if I if it was a bare knuckle fight one on one, I probably would wear on the side of, of Van Dyke, but I, I don't think it'd be, I don't think it's as simple as one or the other. I, I do think it'd be a bit of a, a slog of a scrap, yeah. It's a bit of a conundrum, isn't mm. it? But yeah, we'll go over Van Dyke there. Um, Gary says, what do you get in your chicken fillet roll? Bit of an easy one this week. Do you know what? I used to, I used to be a straightforward butter, red sauce, spicy chicken fillet. That's shocking, that is. And do you know that what? That is shocking. In recent times. No, 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 hold on. You're not going away with that. Red sauce, butter and chicken on its own. That's a criminal offence. In its own right. If you let me finish. Let me finish. No, go on, finish, go on. In recent times, I've switched rolls to a barbecue sauce. Okay. Butter and spicy chicken. Even better. That's all. Unbelievable. You need you need to be locked away. You Fair can get enough. anything on a roll and you're just getting sauce and butter. Yeah, brilliant. I think, well, it's all situational based for me, really. If I'm if I'm hungover and dying slow death. What if you're in the wilderness? There's no chicken fillet rolls in the wilderness, baby. But if you were to get a chicken fillet roll, but I wouldn't because there's no spars. But in, what if in, there was a centre in the desert on its own? But I, I don't think that'd happen. If 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 there was a centre in the desert, I wouldn't be going for a chicken fillet roll. What would I'd you be going for? Like gallons of water, some like electrolytes to keep me alive. But one fulfilling meal, like you, you're, no, you're not going to eat for two days. 
Yeah, but you, you mightn't drink for two days, and I, I'd rather drink than eat. Would you answer in, the question? In, in that, what do you mean, answer the question? Answer the question. I would not get a chicken for all. All right, then, what would you get? You, you see, again, you're not letting me finish. <laughs> so the point I was making was, if I was hung over and in the depths of hell, I'm, the last thing I'm going for is spicy chicken. Right. Because that'll make, your, that'll make you feel worse. That'll turn your stomach like. You'll feel worse then. So I would probably veer on the side of being plain and get plain chicken butter. And I, I like cheese on my roll. Okay. That's what I'd get. Um, but if, if I wasn't, I, I'd probably get... You know, people like get taco sauce on the roll. Mm. Right? It's too much. It's yeah, too much. Um, you know what? I, I think red sauce is too much as well. I'm not a, I'm not a saucy guy, Karen. It would be usually cheese... Butter and a chicken fillet itself, maybe maybe jalapenos. The, the so you're slaving me for having just sauce and then you just have just cheese and jalapenos. Yeah, alright. The last question <laughs> from Craig today, thankfully, is: Will Erling Haaland break forty goals in the Premier League? I want specific predictions for his goal tally. Um, it, it's tough to negotiate this so so early on, isn't it? Because he could get injured. And Haaland is prone to an injury. It's 14 and 8. He's 17 and 11 in all competitions. If Erling Haaland stays fit, he's going to get 44 Premier League goals. Okay. If he stays fit. So he's going to break the record? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. If, if Haaland stays fit and he's with City for a, a certain amount, if, if he's with City for eight years, he'll break the record. He'll break any record that's available to him, I'd say. So yeah, I'm going to go 44 goals if he stays fit. I'm going to go bald here and I'm going to say he gets injured for three or four months mm. and I say he's going to finish with 32 goals. I mean, that's so bad. 32 goals, still great, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, that's, I, I think I think 44 goals is what I'll go. But yeah, that's this week's podcast, Kieran, another one. Do you think City will win the Champions League? That's a question for another day, I suppose. It is and I'm going to say begrudgingly I'm going to say yeah uh, I think they will <laughs> but yeah that's the that's another podcast Kieran episode 11 the Alfie Haaland shout out to Alfie for giving birth to Erling we do hope you enjoyed the podcast this week as ever please do check out the video edition of the podcast the preview of Liverpool versus Arsenal he's made in the lab um, <laughs> check out that and yeah, be sure to follow on Instagram, Spotify, TikTok, Twitter, all that good stuff. And yeah, we'll leave it there. So.